Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to season 1.5, the off-season of Hawk Hill Focus. I am your host, Mr. Sam Robinson, alongside Commissioner Kyle Brandis. And what Kyle, is it? Award season. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I um, I've recovered from my first round playoff exit, I think, and um, you know, I'm really looking forward to a lot of fun things I have planned for the off season and uh, the 2022 football season. So. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking we're having, forward. We're having a ton of fun here in the offseason. Kyle and I are here live on the red carpet. Kyle's wearing a beautiful tuxedo. Um, it's a shame we don't have a live video feed of this. But Kyle and I dressed to the nines, tuxedoed mm-hmm. up and everything, ready to announce the end-of-season awards. We feel that, you know, weekly awards are probably one of the most popular segments of the podcast. Maybe Pickens was a little bit more. Um, we'll let you guys decide that in the Facebook group. But we are excited to go through our end-of-season awards. Um, so, Kyle... You're the commissioner. I don't want to steal a spotlight here. Um, obviously, we'll go with a little back and forth action with going down the awards list, but I'll let you kind of do the introductions of the yearly awards that we have for everyone here. Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening today. First off, I do want to thank you, Mr. Sam Robinson, Deputy Commissioner. Um, all of the nominees for our awards tonight were decided on by you. Um, you did a fantastic job in identifying candidates um, and people who truly deserved these to be named these award winners. So thank you. Thank you, Sam. My pleasure. Uh, um, I'm going to start kick off the night with a um, with my R3 Commissioner's Choice Awards. Well, we actually have four Commissioner's Choice Awards. Um, I'll, I'll save the best one for last. Um, Everyone knows these are just choices. These are awards that I've chosen myself um, based on how the season went and based off what I find to be um, just funny. So we'll start with the uh, Laramie Tunsil Award given to the worst trade of the year. If anyone remembers Laramie Tunsil, he was a Miami Dolphin, I believe, offensive lineman. Right, Sam? Was he on the Dolphins? Sure. Okay, awesome. He was on the Dolphins, got traded to the Texans, and just a god-awful trade for the Texans. They gave up um, a lot to get him, and it did not pan out at all. I think he may have played half a season for the Texans, and I, they may have traded two first-round picks for him. Um, I am going to name the Laramie Tunsil Award. Um, this is a trade that did not work out for either side as well. Um, I don't remember the exact details of the trade. They're not in front of me. But the two people involved in this trade will. Um, this award goes to the trade that Mr. David Powis, co-host of the evening. Oh, Sam, would you like to mention why it's just us two tonight? Oh, you know what? I should. Yeah. Before we do wrap up or get started, not wrapping up, we still got a show to do. Um, we are here tonight without Mr. David Powis due to finally putting the hammer down on his suspension from the podcast. As we had alluded to previously in episodes where David was not missing, we mentioned he was under investigation. 
And now that our parent company, the National Football League, has brought Mr. Calvin Ridley's um, his punishment to light and kind of published that investigation, we are now able to go public and say, David had a hand in that. He may or may not have been the bookie. I can't give you all the details um, for Mr. Calvin Ridley's gambling. But David, we can at least say legally off to speak to our lawyers of Hawk Hill Focus, but I believe, and we can cut this out if necessary, um, that he was tied to Mr. Calvin Ridley's gambling within the National Football League on games. He may or may not have been advising him on parlays, which I think he lost all of them anyway. Um, so, Sounds like David. Yeah, I say, so it lines up with activity of David. Um, again, can't disclose all details, but David Powell is serving a one podcast suspension for now, you know, just like uh, Calvin Ridley is at least serving a one year suspension. David is set as uh, undergoing at least a one podcast suspension. So, yes, yes. And we have a live tweet from David that says, I only advised him to gamble 1500. I do not have a problem. Um, David, no one said he had a problem. But, uh, you know, do your time. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. So that's all I have to say on that. Um, anyway, back to our awards. Um, David, you're part of the Laramie Tunsil Award. Um, worst trade of the season for your trade was Sean. I believe the trade involved Darren Waller, if I remember correctly. Um, like I said, I don't have all the details for me. I'm, I'm ill-prepared for this podcast. The uh, suspension of David really stuttered uh, me in creating the show notes for today. Um, but you know, we just got to move the train along without him. Um, so yes, between Sean and David, you guys both have been awarded the Laramie Tunsil Award. My second commissioner's choice award of the night is the Cleveland Browns Award. Now, this award traditionally um, has different names. I believe last year we called it the San Francisco 49ers Award. And the year before that may have also been called the Cleveland Browns Award. This award is given to the team who, going into the season after the draft, everyone thought would be absolute monster to deal with. They had a great draft, or tons of draft capital, uh, really good players, but it just didn't pan out in the regular season. They were overhyped, uh, didn't live up to expectations. This award goes to Mr. Rob Dunning, um, and Jim is not a bye week, his team. Um, they had, I believe it was two picks in each of the first three rounds of this year's draft and finished out on missing the playoffs altogether. The team was not good. Granted, they were in a very tough division with Sam and David and I believe Luca. Still, that that's no, yes, still, that's no excuse for the lineup he had going for him after the draft. Um, Rob, your team sucked. And uh, got to deal with it going into next year. Better luck next time. And to be fair to Rob, I mean, Christian McCaffrey was out for almost the entire season, but still you had like five other first round picks that you could have leaned on. And, you know, Cooper Cup did jaw right too, but tough one. Yeah, just wasn't enough to get him into the, into the playoffs. Um, my third commissioner choice award, uh, the Lincoln Park Award. Now, Sam, if you remember correctly, I actually won this award last year. It is, I did. It is given to the owner who 
they had such a good regular season. You know, they were at the top of the league for most of the season. They had a lot of points scored, had one of the better records, were competing for a bye week, if not receiving a bye week in the playoffs. And then when they got there, you know, into that se- those semifinal matchups or first round matchups, they absolutely shit the bed. Um, they did not live up to the potential, kind of like the Cleveland Browns, where they didn't live up to the hype that they created for themselves during the regular season. Yes. One might say that they tried so hard and got so far, but really, just in the end, it doesn't even matter. Did you write uh, that yourself? That's poetic. I, you know, I heard it from a little birdie. Um, rest in peace, Chester. The winner of the 2021 Lincoln Park Award. He is our first two-time winner of this award. Um, is Mr. David Powis, having won this award in 2019. He also wins it in 2021. Um, won the regular season title, was the number one overall seed going into the playoffs. Had the first round bye. When he met Sam in the quarterfinals, um, Sam wiped the floor with him. Um, absolutely demolished him. He was the better team, and that David Sorry, was David. in the regular season. Um, David, you, you, you. I think I told you you were going to get this award. Um, just to add insult to injury on top of your suspension, um, just just rubbing it in that. This is your award. Uh, I might rename the David Palace Award after this year. What do you think about that, Sam? Yeah, I mean, at this point, two-time winner in the last three years, I would say it would be potentially warranted. Yeah, so, David, congratulations um, on two awards, two Commissioner Choice Awards. That's impressive. That feat is very impressive. Um, Rob, congratulations on your Cleveland Browns award, and Sean, congratulations for being part of the Laramie Tunsil award. Um, I also have one final Commissioner's Choice Award to announce tonight. Um, this is a positive one. Um, we wouldn't have been able to complete the season without this person um, or entity. They stood by us throughout the entire way um, and helped us deliver the news to the league. Our I would like to name our sponsor of the year as Anchor. Uh, Sam, do you have any words on Anchor? Oh, boy. Do I have some words on Anchor? I mean, just an incredible platform. They have supported us through thick and thin. You know, when we were first a no-name podcast and no one was listening to till we hit our stardom here. Um, you know, can't thank them enough for everything that they've brought to the podcast, the league. Um, they've just been, you know, overall for the betterment of us as individuals even. Um, just an incredible podcasting platform. Yeah, they they certainly helped me grow. And uh, we actually let Anchor know ahead of time that they were winning this award and they actually sent us um, an acceptance speech. So why don't we go here from Anchor? Thank you, Anchor. Congratulations again on being named sponsor of the year. Um, like I said, couldn't do it without you. Thanks for keeping the lights on. Now it's time for us to go into our regular awards that was voted on by you, the league, um, all except two of you. Uh, you know who you are. Shame on you. And Do they get strikes for that? Um, we'll put it in the rules. We'll put it in the rule survey that's coming out later this offseason. Okay. See if it's a strikeable offense. 
Um, can't give it to him. Don't want to give it to him now just because, you know, they didn't know any better. But fair. Um, just know that I am disappointed in you, and we all are disappointed in you. Me too. Um, you deserve nothing but the worst. Anyway, uh, we were able to get 10 responses from the league, so thank you all who did vote for our awards. And uh, Sam, I will throw it over to you to dole out the first award of the evening. All right. Boy, oh boy, am I excited to get into this award. I'd say it was a popular one out of our weekly awards. Um, You guys know it very well. Sponsored from a terrible, terrible fantasy football platform. Yes, I am talking about the Fantrax player of the year slash bust of the year. Um, The way we took that into metric, obviously we would do it week by week um, for players with looking at a full season, you know, giving it to just the lowest scoring guys seemed like we were just beating up on the little guys there. So we decided to extrapolate it out and include draft pick position um, when deciding the fan track player of the year, because we are high tech mathematic individuals that can do sorts of things like that. So for the bust of the year, should I go through each candidate or do you think I should just uh, announce it? Yeah, just go through the candidate. I mean, you don't got to give all the details on the candidate, yeah. but you know, just name them. Just right, let the people know who, who was considered. Maybe they'll rethink but, their votes a refresher of who they could have voted for to the two people that didn't vote. Um, if they end up listening to the podcast, shame on you again, but your candidates for fan tracks player of the year were Alan Robinson from the Oz Broncos, Saquon Barkley from the all about that bass boys, Clyde Edwards, E from Jim is not a bye week and Terry McLaurin from the Gotham roads. And your winner is insert the drum roll here. Saquon Barkley from All About Them Bass Boys, Mr. Barkley, while he was injured for part of the year as well, but he really just wasn't great even when he was healthy. You just didn't really feel like he was that top running back that he used to be, the one that um, Jim drafted with his first-round pick. He might have gone even third overall. I feel like running backs went pretty early. Um, But he he was drafted as running back three. So if he wasn't third overall, he was at least the third running back off the board. And he finished as running back 34. Now, in a 12-team league, you would consider the top 24 running backs startable. So he was almost another standard deviation of tier under that, if I'm using that term correctly. He was almost two bench guys deep within the running back position, finishing at RB34. Not the return you're looking for. It's going to really sandbag your season. Um, so, Mr. Sohuan Barkley, congratulations, or I'm sorry, however you view this award, you are our Fantrax Player of the Year. Congratulations, Saquon. I have to admit, though, I really thought that was Allen Robinson's award for the season. I did, too. He was – Allen Robinson was drafted as wide receiver 16, finished as wide receiver 94, and only scored 49 points the entire fantasy season. Barkley at least scored 107. So, you know, the voters did what they did. Um, but so I guess congrats, Alan, for dodging that award. You know, maybe a bounce back next year for him. We'll see. We'll see. Um, getting to the next award, this is a lot more positive award. It is our keeper of the year. Uh, Sam, I believe actually last year you were the recipient of this one with Mr. Kyler Murray. Is this I correct? was indeed. Ah, yes. I think it's time, uh, you know. Maybe your crown will be defended. Maybe someone will take it from you. Who knows? But we're about to find out. 
your candidates for Keeper of the Year this year were Austin Eckler of the Oz Broncos, Patrick Mahomes of Team Mandarano, my golden boy, Mr. Josh Allen of Team Brandis, and Sam's representation in this award, Mr. C.D. Lamb. All of these players had fabulous seasons. Um, congratulations to all these owners as they were able to identify players to keep um, and know that these players would do well for them this season. But by an overwhelming majority of the vote, with 80% of the votes, um, I can say that the 2021 Keeper of the Year goes to Mr. Josh Allen on Team Brandis, my golden boy. Congratulations, buddy. Congratulations um, to Mr. Allen. Thank you. Thank you. You were a ninth round pick in 2019. Yes, 2019. I'd do that math. Um, I believed in you for the past three seasons. Um, I'm just really happy that you're on the team. Really happy you're on the squad. You finished just a QB1 on the season. Um, and just we'll be happy to have you back. No, 2020, I drafted him. That's what it was. So I can keep him this upcoming season. Oh, so he again. has another keeper eligibility year. He does have another keeper eligibility year. Maybe he'll go back to back. That'll be the goal. But wow. um, protect the title. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, Josh Allen, congratulations. Um, Sam, yeah. you, you, you had a guy in there. You had CD Lamb. Uh, draft him as an eighth round, eighth rounder in 2020. Finished 2021 as the wide receiver 14. That's also some pretty good forethought. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I think Austin Eckler even provided some value being finishing RB2, which usually is the second overall pick for Julie, um, but was drafted in the second round. He was, you know, we had a lot of good keepers this year. What was shocking to me this year, especially as his fantasy owner, is the former now keeper of the year, Kyler Murray, wasn't even up for a finalist because he just didn't have a great season. Missed a lot of games. Yeah, stay healthy. He did. So, you know, as I hope Josh can protect his title, I would say, Kyle, beware. There crazier things happen. You know, Sam, I don't know if you have a drink in your hand right now, but here's a toast uh, to the Keeper of the Year Owners Club. Hey, I'm raising a glass. In our tuxedos. Oh, is that a martini glass you got? Look at you. It is. All all I got was an old-fashioned from the bartender. Bartender tonight is Marshawn Lentz, by the way, people. He's doing a great job. Serving fantastic. He is serving what he called the good good. That is correct, and it is good, good. It is. It is. But, uh, Sam, you know, back to you to name off our next award. All right. Another sponsored award here from our partners at UPS, um, the UPS Pickup of the Year. And this one, I would assume, is pretty self-explanatory, but just to dive into the details, this had to be a player that was picked up via free agency, not drafted. Um And he couldn't have been drafted at any point within the draft and then drop later. It just had to be a strict undrafted free agent that you had picked up on your roster at some point. And your candidates are as followed. Corderell Patterson from the Oz Broncos. Nick Folk from Good Ankles. Hunter Renfro from the Gotham Rogues. And Daryl Williams from Team Brandis. This one I'd say was a pretty uh, decisive vote as well with... 70% of the votes being received for a player that scored 182.6 fantasy points and finished running back 12. Congratulations, Corderell Patterson of the Oz Broncos, and congrats to Julie for having the pickup of the year. Um, This one I expected to be a little bit closer. You know, Patterson had a great season, but I think there was a lot of teams who picked up a lot of good players this year. We have a lot of smart GMs. 
Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts? You know, I think it's very deserving. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of Julie. She, I know she's also very proud of herself of, uh, you know, understanding how the waiver wire worked this season and being able to identify that talent and what she needed to get from the, from it. Um, so she really deserves this kind of award to uh, celebrate her accomplishments in the waiver wire world this year. Um, you know, I do want to shout out my guy, Daryl Williams, being included on this list. He provided us with some great points um, coming in mid midseason when we really needed running back help. Um, he stepped it up for us. Um, honestly, obviously, I threw a vote his way. Um, I was the only one, which kind of makes sense. But um, anyway, yeah. yes, Daryl, I'm, I'm happy for you being on this list and included. And just to shed my two cents on the award, I think Cordero Patterson is also the correct pick. Um, but Kyle, I was telling you, you know, in our pre-production meeting, I expected Nick Folk, who finished as Kier 2, and 168 fantasy points, which is what? I can't do the math right now. Whatever 182 minus 168 is, less than like 15, I think, points. Um, less than Cordero Patterson as a kicker. He finished as kicker 2 and was an undrafted free agent. I thought he would have at least gotten a vote. He didn't get a single vote. Yeah, you know, if I was David... Um... You know, I, I probably would have put a bet on him to at least get a vote. Um, I'm sure Calvin Ridley would have as well. But, um, yeah, I was a little shocked Nick didn't get a vote there. But, hey. Yeah, um, 14.6 is the exact point total. I just did the math there. But, yeah, you know, it's a kicker, especially in a field like a kicker where you don't get a lot of production. That was pretty good. But, hey, congrats, Mr. Patterson and Julie. Yes, good job. And, uh Heading into the tail half of our awards, only three more left to give out. Um, next one is our rookie of the year. Um, who was our best rookie, honestly, of the season? Candidates were Kyle Pitts from your Sam Demix, Javante Williams from Luca's Kyle is Daddy. That's a great team name. It's a wonderful team name. It is. Uh, Jamar Chase of Why Not Larry and your champion, Larry Rooney. Another Sam Demick, Najee Harris. Sam, I didn't realize that you had two people in for Rookie of the Year. You really yeah, believe you know, in those young guys, don't you? We had a strong rookie class for sure uh, coming in this year. You know, the young guys, for as much as our team uh, handled this year, our young guys were great. So I'm interested to see how you do that with keepers for this upcoming season, if you're going to go with the young guys or some proven talent. Uh, but we can get into that in another offseason episode. Of course. And uh, our final fifth candidate, Jalen Waddle of Gotham Rogues. This one, as I fully expected to be, was a blowout vote. Uh, of the 10 responses, our winner received nine of them. And Sam provided the lone vote for another player, which obviously, since he had two in there, um, you would think. The winner of the Rookie of the Year, and I hate to say this because I just hate this motherfucker's guts, is not the player, the player who owns him. Um, why not Larry's Jamar Chase was your rookie of the year with 90% of our vote. Jamar as a rookie finished with 223.6 points and as the wide receiver three on the season, which is honestly just very impressive coming into the league as a rookie. And I believe he said in the preseason that he was having trouble seeing the ball in the air. He did, did not have did the white stripes. So he adjusted real quickly. Um, he did. You know, Larry, good job on identifying him. I think this was actually the first draft pick Larry had of the draft, and it was maybe a fifth-round pick. 
Um, was it really? It's either a fourth or fifth round pick, I believe, that he used on Jamar Chase, and obviously it paid off for him. Uh, I helped him so. a key player in the championship. But um, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, Sam, I I, I want to get your thoughts on this award. As you know, you had two nominees in here. Um, did you think either of them had a chance to win this award? I am surprised that the vote was nine to one out of our 10 voters, obviously me being the one for Mr. Najee Harris. Simply to put it, Najee Harris scored more fantasy points this year than Jamar Chase. Like we have a metric people to measure how productive each football player is from the rookie class and all across all football, fantasy football value. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but usually the more valuable players are the ones that score the more points because that's the whole point of the point system. So no, that is correct. Najee Harris by 3.1 fantasy points that we measured as a league that we standard scoring did not get another single vote. Like, listen, I get it. Chase technically finished as a higher, you know, position rank in wide receiver three versus running back four and Najee Harris. But, and I'm not saying that Jamar wasn't, you know, deserving of the award. I thought it was going to be close. I was just shocked that it was in nine to one fashion, essentially nine Oh, because my vote obviously is going to be loyal to my guy. Um, that was just surprising. I'll just keep it at that. And Najee, if you're listening to this, you were a spectacular rookie. Um, very proud of you. And, you know, I think you deserved a couple more votes, but, you know, that's not up to me. That's up to the committee. Wow. No love for Kyle Pitts, your other nominee. Interesting to hear. No, Kyle Pitts, while he was the best tight end rookie, I don't think he was on that echelon of Jamar and Najee. Um, you know, they both scored north of 220 fantasy points, the only two rookies to do that. Um, I really consider this a two-horse race from the jump. Fair. Fair enough. Hey, uh, congratulations, Jamar. Um, let's see if you can, you know, get into an MVP conversation next year. Uh, Sam, would you like to dish out yeah. our second, our penultimate award of the evening? A wonderful segue by you, Kyle, talking about Jamar potentially getting into the MVP race. While he wasn't there this year, we do clearly have an MVP that needs to be named for this league. And your candidates are as followed. Josh Allen, who was also voted keeper of the year. Could he also win MVP from Team Brandis? I sure hope so. Mr. Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion Cooper Cup from Jim is not a bye week, a team that didn't make the playoffs, but Cooper Cup had a historical fantasy season as a wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor from the Gotham Rogues, who was acquired for Miles Sanders. And Debo Samuel, who is a goddamn Snickers bar, apparently, and was not a trick in our trick-or-treat segment. This voting was a little bit more diversified, I'd say. Um, with our MVP getting 60% of the vote, so a little bit over the majority there. And your MVP for the 2022 SJUFFL season, scoring 333.1 fantasy points, finishing as running back one, who was acquired for Miles Sanders. To repeat that again, was required was acquired for Miles Sanders in a trade that two teams agreed upon. Is Mr. Jonathan Taylor 
of the Gotham Rogues. Congratulations to Mr. Taylor. Congratulations to uh, Mr. Sean Maliga for owning and rostering Mr. Jonathan Taylor. I guess he technically doesn't have the ability to keep him, so he no longer has him as a keeper. But, yeah, MVP. Uh, Sam, as you say that, I am reconsidering something right now. Um, yeah, you know, I thought you would. Yeah, I am reconsidering a Commissioner's Choice Award that I handed out earlier in the evening. Um, the Laramie Tunchel Award now goes to Alex Gill for trading away Jonathan Taylor for Miles Sanders. Again, that is Jonathan Taylor, league MVP for Miles Sanders. Probably down there with LVPs, least valuable players. Yeah. I do say so myself. Um, so that is an adjustment. Um, David, Sean, apologies to take that award away from you, but congratulations, Gil, on your Commissioner's Choice Award. Yeah, this vote, um, I would like, to, I would have liked to see Josh Allen, you know, a little bit more in contention. He received two votes, so thank you to whoever else voted along with me for Mr. Josh Allen. Um, and congratulations to Cooper and Debo. I believe this is the only award where everyone nominated received a vote. Um, yeah, all very so. deserving. And if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, Cooper Cup, that's the most fancy points by a wide receiver ever, correct? I believe so. Yes. In this kind of format that we have. Cooper Cup is the highest scoring fantasy wide receiver ever in a season. Um, he was my vote. I was the one that voted for Mr. Cooper Cup. And I was surprised that, you know, similarly to Rookie of the Year, I'm surprised that this wasn't just a two-horse race between the two of them. I can see where Josh Allen comes in as a dominant quarterback. Um, you know, maybe not voting for Debo when you have another wide receiver that you know, performed well on that list. But, hey, everybody sees value a little bit differently. As we clearly learned from Rookie of the Year, the numbers aren't everything. But that uh, that was something. They are not, and I'll add, for this is Sean's second MVP back in 2019. He The award was given to Lamar Jackson. So now he has an MVP running back and an MVP quarterback to his name. Jonathan Taylor is also the first uh, non-quarterback to win the MVP. He is. He is. Last year's award winners were co-MVPs Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. So congratulations, Mr. Taylor, on your award, your record-breaking season, and uh, we'll see if you'll be able to repeat next year. We are now at our final award of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is our GM of the year award. To be eligible for this award, all you had to do was make playoffs. So apologies to Rob, Gil, Luca, Nick, Jim. Who am I missing? And Julie for missing out on the being nominated for this award. I apologies for forgetting you, Julie. Please don't murder me. So that means that your candidates for GM of the year were Myself, Kyle Brandis, finishing in sixth place. Mr. Matt Kress, finishing in fifth place. Sean Maliga of the Gotham Rogues, finishing in fourth place. Our co-host, and um, we'll see if he's a convicted felon, Mr. David Powis, in third place. Our runner-up on the season, and joining me today, Deputy Commissioner Sam Robinson. And our champion of the league, 
an improbable fashion. Pain. Mr. Larry Rooney of Why Not Larry. Now, this was the tightest award race we had. Had everyone voted for awards, this could have gone a very different way. I'm going to read the top three um, vote getters, Sam. In third place, with one vote for GM of the Year, is you, Sam, Sam Robinson, coming in third place for GM of the Year. You, I'd like to you, thank myself for voting for me. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I'm shocked more people didn't vote for themselves, honestly. Um, I know at least three people did vote for themselves. Now, this was a close award race. The winner of the GM of the, award, GM of the Year Award received five votes, whereas the second place person received four votes. Like I said, those two votes could have swung this a very different way. In second place for GM of the Year, it is myself, Mr. Kyle Brandis, which I think, you know, given the start to the season I had, I think I deserved to be the award winner, going from two and six to eight and six, uh, finishing as the five seed going into the playoffs. But hey, um, I'm just happy I got there, happy to have been a part of the postseason. Uh, half the teams don't make it, so I'm just happy to be in the upper half. But our GM of the year award, and I hate that I am saying this, he was your 2021 SGU FFL champion barely getting into the playoffs as the sixth seed with a seven and seven record. He had about 160 less points than any other team in the playoffs, yet he still made it to the championship and was able to win on the backs of somebody like rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. Your GM of the year is Mr. Larry Rooney of why not Larry adding just to his illustrious season somehow. Um, Larry, I am truthfully speaking now, um, not as your opponent, but as your commissioner, congratulations. You really deserve this award. Um, The incredible luck you had to be able to get into the playoffs and what happened to you during the playoffs, um, which is something that everyone wishes that they had in life. And um, yeah, I hope you can add this to your mantle as well and uh, just see what you can do next year with it. See if you can keep riding the wave of luck. Um, Sam, do you have any words for Larry on his win of GM? Yeah, I do. Um, First of all, you know, I'd like to congratulate Mr. Larry Rooney on again, his championship and now his GM of the year award. And I would like to think as a longtime supporter of the hashtag why not Larry movement, which inevitably came back to bite me in the ass. Um, you know, I credit him for never giving up on this season, even though he didn't show up for the draft or showed up for the first half of it. I don't really remember. He ended up with like eight quarterbacks on his roster. Um, he was competitive week over week. And as I've alluded to many times in our podcast during the season, there's a lot of things in fantasy football that just don't make sense. And this entire season is the perfect example of that. When I do pickums and I pick someone who shouldn't have any business winning a game, let alone a championship, um, 
you know, it's going to be moments like this that I think back to that fantasy football truly makes no sense. It is a game that we all have fun in, um, but is never predictable, which I think is part of the fun. So congrats, Larry. Good job. Good job, Larry. Um, proud of you and just strive to uh, defend that next year. I'm sure you're spewing some bullshit in the comments right now with the Facebook post, but hey, you're allowed to. You're champion in June of the year. Sam, I think they're trying to kick us off of the red carpet right now. We might have overstayed our welcome. I see Peyton Manning over there eyeing us up. Yeah, I think we uh, got to get a move on here. You know, start shaking a couple more hands. Um, you know, doing what big time podcasters have to do on the red carpet here. Of course, we love representing the SJU of FL at these events. Um, before we go, just a couple of heads up and announcements to make. Um, in a couple of weeks, we are going to have Hall of Fame curator Sean Maliga on the show to announce the inaugural Hall- SJU FFL Hall of Fame class. That'll be a good one. Uh, David might be back from his suspension by then. We'll have to evaluate things as we get closer. Um, also, I don't think I have any more Google surveys coming out until May, which will be our rules survey. So please be on the lookout for that. Um, it'll be very important and you are not allowed to complain about the rules if you do not vote. Um, you can complain if you don't, if the vote doesn't go your way, but if you just don't vote at all, please do not complain. I will not accept them. And, you know, I'm trying to think if we'll have any more episodes coming in this off season. We may do one post NFL draft, Sam. You think so? I feel like that could be fun. Yeah, I think we got a few up our sleeve for the off season still. Um, when we have no idea, but they'll be entertaining. We can promise you that. And we'll try our hardest to, uh, pump out some content for our faithful listeners. Of course. We love you guys. Um, we love anchor and, uh, just importantly, I just want this, David, I want you to know that no matter what we love you, we do love David, uh, Sam, any closing thoughts for the peanut gallery? Nothing for me today. I'd like to thank everyone for attending this year's award ceremony. And uh, we look forward to podcasting again soon and bring some more uh, shows in the off season to our very loyal fans who we love very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because I have not recorded this outro yet, Father Jay, take us away. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will 